0: From A Swell-Looking Babe by Jim Thompson He was dignity distorted, bravery become knavery, sanctimoniousness masking sin. He was a mirror, jeering at the subject it reflected. Yet so muted were the jeers, so delicate the inaccuracies of delineation, that they evaded detection. True and false were blended together. The false was merely an extended shadow. Of the true. This is gothic. Four of the Gothic podcast may contain sensitive material not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: A car splashes through the puddle up ahead of me, turns the corner and heads down the street in my direction. A tense. Could it be? I give it a side eye glance as it passes by. Not Ivy Core. Definitely not Ivy Core. What's got me so spooked about this place? About this company? I don't know. I'm just trying to get home again. Walking down from the heights. Through the damp streets. This godforsaken city. The muted street lamps. That yellow light filtered through the misty rain. All the sounds I hear just keep making me tense up. So I go to shut them out like I normally do. Grab my headphones. As I'm thinking about it, I close the sound out. I don't hear the cars. I don't hear the drips of drops hanging off of the eaves into the street. Everything seems to go oddly quiet. I settle with that moment and I just continue my walk. Just gotta get back to my flat. Along the way, no other cars take notice of me. No motorcycles, no vans, nothing with that logo. Just a nice easy walk home. As soon as I get in the door, I close it. And sound seems to suddenly swell around me. It's still the quiet of my sanctuary, but now I can focus in on the sounds of the streets outside, vehicles passing by, A neighbor yelling here and there. Home. At least what I know of it now. And for a moment, there's a small remembrance. Someone else. Another voice in my head. Is this just another Ivy Corps thing? Is this linked to the powers that I have? Hello? I call out into the darkness of my flat. Are you still there? I don't know what's going on. And if you are, can you help me with some answers? But I get no reply. So I start thinking about these powers that I have. And also my friends, it seems. I wonder if they hear the voices, too. I should ask them soon. Not just about the voices, but about the powers, too. Are they as scared as I am of their own powers? I trust them. I know that together we can, we can do some interesting things, but honestly, I really don't know what we're up against with this ivy core. Recording, beardy, beardy.
0: Hey there, Sushiners, and welcome back to the dark and gloomy and always depressing gothic podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: we've been playing City of Mist this season badly, and yet we've been having a fair bit of fun with it. Uh, let us know what you think and how we've been doing it wrong on all of our social media. But these days, particularly, um, how do we have people? What's, con-
2: what's I guess? the opposite I guess Instagram, of Instagram, maybe? Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's the most stable social media anymore. I
3: generally see it on Facebook,
2: Discord. Discord, we have a Discord.
0: We we have a Discord. Definitely come to our Discord. We also have a presence on Mastodon at the Gothic Podcast probably. <laughs> dot Dice Camp. <laughs> We're at Dice Camp on. Uh... We know we
2: know exactly what all of our social medias
0: are. Definitely, I don't even really understand Mastodon, but I like it better than Twitter.
2: I mean, that's not hard.
0: Yeah, and we are on Twitter. So, uh, we've been doing a bit of interaction on Twitter here lately, whether we want to or not. So, uh, there's all of that. And then, of course, there is our Patreon. Uh, we still have not bought Jesse a new car so that he can get around in the winter. So, yeah, come
2: on, guys, pitch
0: in. Join our Patreon. It starts as low as $1 per month for 12 little bitty dollars per year. You can get nothing really particularly extra, uh, but it really helps us out in production costs <laughs> and occasionally taking the cast out to lunch. We haven't so... had lunch,
2: we've only had a beer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, last we didn't not, have like, enough people join our patreon. I could only afford to get you a beer last time instead of all of lunch.
2: I'm like, the, "You guys are getting lunch beam." <laughs>
0: well, shall we jump right into it? Because there's a lot of things happening when last we left our riffs in this city of mists.:
3: Baz is traumatized, and I am too.:
0: <laughs> Baz is traumatized, having just crushed. Andy Ayaz's hands, poor doomed poet that he is. Oops.
2: I crushed Andy's hands.
0: <laughs> as, as running you know, literally down the middle of the street with Andy in his arms, running him to the, <laughs> the clinic, the 24-hour clinic, while Cadence has just leapt into uh, the Bronco in, in an attempt to both get Echo out of the conundrum that they are in which was being attacked by police officers
3: and echo's villain origin story began (laughs) when echo uh
0: charmed the police officers into attacking a nearby desiccated one instead but there were some other factors involved. In fact, there was another desiccated one, the same one that had been watching Baz and Cadence in Copperpot Joes, which me saying the words Copperpot Joes means that I believe that since episode whenever that first appeared, the name Copperpot Joes has been mentioned in every single episode.
4: <laughs> and where did
2: you come from? Where did you go? Where did, where you, did come you come from? from? Copperpot Pot Joe. Joes. <laughs> Um, they have stickers that say, I just came from Cabo yeah, Pajos.
0: I've, I've decided that I'm a technophobe and probably shouldn't <laughs> be doing a podcast anymore. I'm going to Good night, everybody. A cabin in the woods and, oh no, then it'll just be a dead of night uh, thing going on. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, well. Goodbye, cruel podcast world.
2: Goodbye, cruel <laughs>
0: podcast.
2: <laughs> goodbye. You started it. And by it, I mean the podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that ill-fated day back when I <laughs> officiated the wedding of uh, of two friends, one of whom would go on to
4: be a character on this show. We miss you, Chauncey.
2: Mm-hmm. We miss you, Chauncey. We all wear cool hats in your honor.
4: Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I should go get a hat right now.
2: <laughs> I have a cool hat right now that I could put on right now.
4: Before...
0: Echo is able to get to the Bronco. Nice, nice, nice hat it's that totally, you're balancing totally on top of your <laughs> it's headphones. on my headset. <laughs> Before Echo is able to get to the Bronco and safety, a desiccated one on a motorcycle, the same one who had been watching Baz and Cadence earlier at Capra zooms up and snags up Echo, throwing them over the gas tank of this Low, sleek, long, neon lit Art Deco motorcycle that that it is riding. No, and that's what Cadence hears as Echo is swept off into the night. Let's start there. What do you do,
3: Cadence?
2: Pursue. We had a car chase, baby, and I'm doing the chasing.
3: Car chase scene. I'll take Porsche for 500 Alex.
4: I would love to see you put on some Baby Driver music at this point.
5: <laughs>
4: we don't have the rights to that. <laughs> uh, this is true, but okay, Baby Driver-esque music <laughs> from the 1930s. Gotcha. All right. Well, what does
0: this look like, Cadence, as you leap into the Bronco and take off after Echo?
2: Uh yeah, I think it looks like I hear the ye- I hear the roar of the motor. I hear Echo yell. I see the motorcycle take off. I should be monologuing this, shouldn't I?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I heard the roar of the engine and then Echo's scream. And just as I turned around, a flash of the the flash of the blue underlighting beneath the chassis of the motorcycle. Instinctively, my hands locked around the re- uh, around the wheel. I gun the engine. I've hit one of these things before, and I can do it again. Punch the gas. We were off.
0: The motorcycle speeds through the crowd that is gathered, um, well, scattering and gathered around the uh, fight between the police officers, guns firing everywhere, flashes in the night, the crack of the gunshots echoing off the uh, street walls here, drives right through them, Not knocking people aside or anything, but they just seem to move aside in front of the motorcycle. The same may not work for Cadence, though.
2: Well, that just ain't fair.
0: In fact, Cadence is going to have to go toe-to-toe. You're trying to take control. Uh, It's a struggle for control. So, in this case, a struggle for position. So, you are trying to gain position on them. So, this is a go... Toe to toe.
2: Okay, I'm. uh, I want to add some story tags. Uh, my story tag: 1996 Ford Bronco. Uh, I'd like to add designated driver, just because I've established power tags. Power tags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, designated driver. I've established that that I'm a good driver, and then I also want to, from my mobility card, use. I want to use roads on the other side, because I figure that'll help me get an edge on these guys. And I also want to use one I haven't used before, which is by a nose. Um, And by a nose is a tag that I wrote to indicate the speed with which uh, my mythos can appear seemingly out of nowhere uh, on the heels of somebody that they're chasing. So I think that's relevant.
0: Two of these are from your logos and two are from Mm -hmm. your mythos. Uh, You are... You're going all out with these things here. How do you see the mythos part um, working into this? I mean, you're using roads on the uh, on the other side and by a nose, so
2: yeah. So, I think that I picture this as um, you know the car is the vehicle I'm driving, but with the bike being you know probably a little more nimble than I am, I'm going to use every trick in in every trick that I know to try and get. Try and get ahead. So maybe I think about alleys that empty into roads that he might take or things like that. And then I think about my little vanishing trick and how I always seem to be where I need to be, right when I need to be there. And where I need to be is catching up with this motorcycle. So what I'm thinking about is sinking myself down into that quiet, still space where people don't notice me and I can move through crowds and gaining speed on this. Bike in a way that I wouldn't have to do if it wasn't urgent.
3: <laughs> Does your Bronco change aspect at all? Kind of oh, that'd be cool.
2: I think probably if anybody saw it, they might not be able to describe it as anything other than a car. But uh, if anyone who was maybe paying a little closer attention to it saw it, it might look a little higher off the ground, like there's more clearance underneath. It might look a little bit taller. The roof line might look, not look so, like... a. Just plain old flat line might look a little more decorated. And uh, the headlights look higher off the ground, too. And uh, it resembles weirdly like an older-fashioned coach. Love it.
0: Okay. So last time, if you recall, you also saw Shirley, the cashier at the metal shop, get into a limo after fleeing the Boba Fett uh, tea cantina After being revealed to be a a dancer there, Mm -hmm. a limo with the license plate IV one.
2: Yeah, so I mean,
0: (laughs) and you were going to pursue that.
2: I was going to pursue
0: that, and then, uh, but now you are distracted yet again.
2: Yeah, I I want to make an argument that uh, I mean, the desiccated ones have been not just obviously involved in some mystery we don't know necessarily that it's connected i don't think yet but uh i think we're we're all assuming they are connected and so the idea that a desiccated one would want to kidnap echo and take them someplace i don't think is not connected it's just not the avenue that i'm pursuing anymore you know that
0: that makes total sense and i don't think you're i don't think you're coming to a choice here that's uh uh in conflict with any of your mysteries or your other mysteries or identities
5: mm-hmm.
0: all right uh toe to toe oh yes with a plus four
2: <laughs> uh well i actually had that negative two from the shaken
3: Ah, uh, right last time. shaken and stirred Shaken. So, yeah you were and shaken and stirred. stirred
2: here goes it is a 13 with a power of two it's a 13
0: <laughs> the power of friendship
2: <laughs> with the power proud. of friendship oh thank goodness Choose two. I want to hmm. The literal example they use is taking something that they hold. I think I like manage to achieve the your, my goal, i.e. taking something that they hold. And then also the uh block, dodge, or counter their best attempts.
0: So alright, so the, the motorcycle has uh torn off into the night. You in the Bronco do a U-turn. In the middle of the street, essentially, and power off after uh, the the Bronco trailing ectoplasm as it goes. As you uh, barrel through the crowd, you actually phase out. You don't see it or even necessarily recognize it, but you, well, you recognize it because it's that same thing that happened when you got Baz out of Coverpot Joe's where you went into a another kind of hazy reality that's beyond. And, of course, you wonder what would happen if you went all the way into that other place, driving into the shadows as far as you could go. But there's that blue underlighting ahead of you, and you realize that the motorcycle and its rider are also writing in this space, this liminal space between the reality that everybody thinks of as being reality and this quieter, more ghostly beyond. So how does it look as you catch up and, and do your thing? What does it look like?
2: I'm running them down. I know I'm gaining they're twisting and turning, but I'm keeping up with them, and I'm, I'm gaining on him. He has to make these sharp turns, but I know the way. And right as he thinks he's lost me, he's making a big old U-turn, but I've already turned to the right. I've made my way through the buildings, and I burst out with my headlights right in his face, and I uh, sideswipe him. He skids to the side, and I bring the Bronco back around and i reach out through the window i've got it rolled all the way down and i'm reaching both my arms out driving with my knee and i grab echo by the arms and i pull them inside
0: and then you're back on the streets of the city skidding along are you hitting the brakes or are you just keep driving <laughs> what are you
2: yeah probably i'm going to i'm going to keep driving i'm going to kind of shove echo across my lap into the passenger seat as far as, as quickly as i can but i'm not going to hit the brakes right away cuz i you know I don't quite know what the situation is yet. I'll probably start slowing as soon as I can see around me, but uh I am I'm not going to stop right where we are because I also don't want the motorcycle to start following us. Um well, that
0: is yeah, that is uh, already too late. Okay. The motorcycle has skidded its back tire around. You can see in the uh In the road behind you, in a street lamp, you can see as this this motorcycle just does this um, 180 and leaves this trail of smoke and uh, rubber on the on the road on the street in the night. In the night. In the dark. (laughs) And then it does pursue and coming up fast. This is that. This is that scene in Sin City where you got the cars that are going far too fast. There's no <laughs> way that it could happen because it's all CGI. And um, and it's just, we get that zoom in on it and it's coming forward. And uh, you recognize, because you've all visited, um, actually you probably haven't, never mind.
3: Nobody would have visited Baz at his home. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> I don't think anybody even knows where Baz lives. Yeah.
2: That's probably true. That's probably by Baz's design, actually. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> he, he
3: would have not given that information out.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't know that the driver of that uh, motorcycle is Mr. Singh, mm-hmm. uh, his, uh, Baz's landlord.
2: That's true. And I, I don't actually know if I even got a good look at him because cause, cause I was trying to pull a... Semi-smooth exit. Yeah.
0: But we know, the audience knows, as we get that close-up on his face, uh, that rictus of intent on the Bronco.
2: Okay, is this a new role? Am I going toe-to-toe again?
0: You are.
3: You are. But what are you trying to achieve?
2: Well, now I want to... I want to lose him. I want to escape from him. Alternatively, run him over. Are you
3: sneaking around
0: instead? I still think it's a struggle for control, um, okay. a struggle for taking position. Mm-hmm. Uh, because here, you know, sneak around is technically when you use your abilities to act secretly or deceptively, and that's not happening here.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, take the risk might uh, might be, but I, I just re- I I think that it's go to toe to toe. I think it's uh, you're trying to take something from them, which is the position
2: they do use uh, drive through a drive-through marketplace as one of the examples for take the risk.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, That's pretty right. funny.
2: Um, uh, but but yeah, we can go toe to toe again if it's it's about uh, achieving positioning.
0: Well, I would say that take the risk would work if you're going to try to do something particularly daring or outright stupid <laughs> or risky in order to yeah. get away from him.
2: Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I. I Hmm, I might actually want to run him over again. I mean, again, I mean, like, run this one over. (laughs) Because this one's shown up twice now, and it's somehow tailing us, and I don't want it to keep following, you know?
0: So, what do you want to do?
2: Let me look at the map of the city and see if
0: there's, like, inspiration there. You could also try to pick up Baz as he's running down the street somewhere a few blocks away.
2: Yeah, I also don't want to lead this motorcycle guy towards Baz, though. I'm trying to think if there's anywhere that I could, like, allure him to the end of a dock and then move all of a sudden, thereby making him shoot over the edge of the dock into the ocean or something like that. Sure. Why I not? that.
0: Daring, risky, and outright stupid, so go for it. That's a definite take the risk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're still in a car chase, so I feel like I can and should still add my vehicle and designate a driver. This time, I think I want all eyes on me. Also, which probably would also trigger my weakness in the crosshairs. That if this doesn't work, I was
0: thinking more like the weakness that might be triggered here is an older model.
2: Okay, that makes sense. Let's do that.
0: Because you're not so much driving on the other side for this one. You're you're doing more of your regular driving. So.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Do 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 do. Is there another one that I could use? Could I throw performance in there to keep this guy's interest as like a goading measure? Like, ooh, you can't catch me! I'm going into this yeah, dog. Keep his oh, eyes no. on
0: you rather than. Uh, well, no, that's the all eyes on me.
2: Yeah, so all eyes on me is I want this guy to be uh, not paying attention to his surroundings. I want him to be focused on.
0: I'd say all eyes on me or performance, but um, or I performance, but not both.
2: Yeah, I don't think both,
0: probably. But I would say that concentrating on all of this. That it has gotten rid of the shaken part from your earlier experience.
2: Oh, totally gotten rid of it. Well, or would I just go down to one?
3: Is she just shaken, not stirred? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Only shaken, no stirred.
3: I, I was doing those
0: wrong last time, and I'm still trying to do them wrong because mm. you uh, you can use change the sorry you can use change the game to uh, give or reduce a status one tier per point of juice.
2: Um, sure, so... we did
0: that wrong last time, because I just told Echo that they'd gotten over it. Well, they can narratively expire, also rule of cool. Well, that's also true, but, uh, you were pretty shaken and stirred, so...
2: Let me uncheck all of these, because... Okay, so yes, I would like to use change the game to reduce my shaken, which I think makes sense, because I'm driving, which I'm very like used to and that's like a big part of like my personality. So, I think it makes sense that I would kind of calm down. Tags, would you like to add to this role? I don't know.
0: Jeez. Now, what I was thinking was that you have just, you know, done some of your mythosy stuff, but I'm not sure there's anything there that really applies. No. You're putting on Oh, here's maybe where you could put on a performance that you are that yeah. you are performing you're, you're putting on the show, even if you don't really feel it inside.
2: You know, when, like, you're really upset, but you're like, I have to focus on driving right now, and you're like, tamp it down. Like, that's kind of what I'm doing.
0: Could you uh, argue, I mean, I know I'm the MC, and I should probably be arguing against <laughs> it, but could you argue for uh, verbal judo if you, like, talk to yourself right now as you're <laughs> driving?
2: <laughs> uh, maybe.
3: Trash-talking myself. <laughs>
2: Verbal Judo is the name of the... I was looking at TV tropes when I made this character because I was having trouble coming up with power tags for myself. And so Verbal Judo Judo is the name of a TV trope.
0: Of course, Echo could throw in help. Echo has one help point on you. So it could just automatically, um, right there, could use it to reduce your shaken and stirred status to shaken one.
4: Yeah, and I'm looking for other moves, but ultimately I think the help would be great. Yeah, for the help points,
0: you can't use anything else with those. You just use them like juice. So
3: I would gladly use a juice to beef Kaden. Okay. You can yeah. just give her a status of focused or something.
0: Well, you can use that juice to um, lower a status by one. So I would just use it to so wait. reduce the shaken by one.
2: Echo's... Echo giving me a help point let me get this straight. Echo uses one help point for me, and that reduces one status. And then I can use change the game to reduce my other level of that status. Yeah. And get rid of it entirely. Right. That's what we're doing?
0: That's how it would work. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Echo would do something, talk to you or something to narratively make this help thing come together. And then what w- the mechanical effect would be that you're shaken and stirred would reduce by one tier.
2: To just Making a shaken shaking. one. Okay.
0: Or maybe even stirred one, whichever one you like. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you do, uh, Echo, to, well, you just got yanked into, <laughs> you just got yanked into the Bronco off of first you got <laughs> uh, thrown onto this uh, motorcycle, you're zooming along, and then you're in this weird, like, ghostly space, and then suddenly there's Cadence's hand and grabbing your arm and pulling you into the Bronco. And then you see that she's really messed up, though. She's, like, gripping uh, the steering wheel and freaking out a little bit. And on top
4: of that, I'm fighting hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the podcaster's No, the nemesis. curse of the
2: podcaster.
4: I know. Um. Oh, I want to think of a cool way to do this, but I think I've been burnt out on a lot of actions lately. Well, no, this is pure narrative. I mean, remember,
0: this is a narrative podcast. You can just say stuff.
2: <laughs> um, on a podcast, you can just say stuff? You can just wow. say stuff on a podcast. <laughs> Amazing.
0: I mean, so many people do. <laughs> As none of us say anything on a
2: podcast.
5: <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> podcast called Dead Air, where you just listen to people kind uh, of shuffle around and take sips of water. and
5: <laughs> That would be a good,
0: uh, good name for us, though.
2: Dead air. Very ASMR. <laughs> Desiccated air.
4: Oh, wow. Um. Okay, so...
2: That's when one of those motorcycles goes off a jump.
4: Echo finally realizing what had just happened being picked up by this motorcycle. Right after
2: using your,
0: your powers in a new and different way, too.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. A lot, of, a lot has happened to you tonight. Would, in a way, ju- just start... <sighs> I, it's silly. It's so silly the way it looks because they are just flailing and like yelling and slapping and kicking and just going all out on this. Let me go! And all of a sudden, yanked from that motorcycle, uh, just, oh, there's my lifeline. And just seeing the lifeline and reaching out and grabbing it. Sorry. <laughs> I can take those out. You don't have to. <laughs>
2: it's fine. Yeah, but it's funnier if you leave them in.
4: <laughs> Feeling that connection to somebody they know linking to it. And in that moment, just really latching on, going with the flow and accepting what is presented to them. Okay. How does that help Cadence?
2: Uh, do you uh, ragdoll so I can pull you in the window easier? <laughs> <Is> that-
0: <laughs> well, no, because that's not what helps you. Okay. They're already in.
2: Oh, right, right. This is about my status, yeah. This
0: is trying to get you to, to be calmer, to be more stabilized.
4: Is it seeing? Is it maybe seeing? It's more about Echo at that moment, like, smacking away the motorcycle rider and realizing the lifeline that is being handed to them and reaching out and accepting it and uh, doing whatever they can to continue on that. Life-saving mm-hmm. moment
0: and Cadence realizing that once again she is doing what she needs that that she means to be doing, which is being there for reliable for wheels.
2: Yeah, yeah, reliable yeah, yeah. wheels.
0: You're okay, you're cool. once again the reliable uh, driver here. So yeah, reduced by one, and now we can go back to you trying to uh, trick a uh, desiccated one to drive off the pier down at the city docks.
2: I still want to do change the game and see if I can get rid of my, uh, my entire thing.
0: So you begin talking yourself down with your verbal judo. <laughs> all
2: right. We're driving. We're going fast. We know how to do this. We know how to show off. Uh, it's an eight on change the game. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to reduce that status down to a zero and get rid of it. Okay. Taking a moment, reminding myself what, what this is all about and that I can do this part of this thing.
0: You speed out of the that, that littoral zone between the industrial zone and ocean heights. You see down a side street uh, a figure carrying something, running down the middle of the street, <laughs> cars honking and, and veering aside at the last minute <laughs> as Baz prepares to take a risk himself. <laughs> and... Then you are down uh, at the docks, the warehouses flashing by on either side, the huge cranes looming in the fogs of the city's ever-present mist, backlit by fluorescent street lamps. And then you are driving out onto the built-up, Boards of the docks themselves they rattle underneath the Bronco. The Bronco belches out a cloud of exhaust, and the transmission grinds. But you're headed toward the very end of this long dock. It's now extending out into the water. Uh, you can you can't see it, but you can feel the water on either side its own darkness out there, Uh, depths that have been dredged for the ships that come in here, but perhaps going even deeper than that until there are things down there best perhaps not disturbed.
2: Uh, And what I want to do for the actual kind of bait-and-switch move is suddenly halt the car as quickly as I can and throw it into reverse, and I'm going to swerve around the oncoming motorcycle back the way we came, so that the motorcycle continuing its forward motion uh, goes off the end of the dock. And I'm going to try to time this so I'm as close to the end of the dock as possible. Rolling the 180 on it. I'm not even I'm not even turning the car around. I'm just stopping and then reversing. <laughs> you have a
0: power currently of 2.
2: Mhm. Cuz however, tag.
0: There is a problem because you may recall that the desiccated one went on the motorcycle. Comes with motorcycle stunts too. Oh God! So that's going to balance out your plus two power here.
2: Um. Okay.
0: So this will be a
2: flat check. Just a flat check. Oh boy! Here we go.
0: As you do it's, something very risky and outright stupid here, at it's the an eleven. End.
5: <laughs>
2: oh. Roll, it's an 11. Yes.
5: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like how
0: how on roll 20 it says, you do it, somehow. <laughs> I
2: know. You do it, comma, somehow, period. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. No, it's not even things get messy or offering you a hard, hard choice. <laughs> yeah. What's this look like?
2: Yeah. Um. So I am just accelerating towards the end of the dock. I can see the end of it coming up. They have lights on the end of it to mark it for the ship's And I'm going to, I'm going to have planned this also because I've gotten a sense for the, you know, the speed of the motorcycle. I'm going to have let it like almost caught up, suddenly slam on the brakes, skid to a halt, and then throw the car into reverse. And I'm going to, I'm going to reverse past the motorcycle back, back the way it came and maybe even clip it a little bit and kind of send him wobbling off the edge of the pier into the water. All right. And I'm just going to keep reversing. I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) almost standing up in my chair fully turned around just driving backwards back up the pier
0: you see as you do that the motorcycle that blue light disappear into the fogs off the end of the of the uh pier here and then you're reversing back into the uh, dock area and back into the warehouses clustered there on the edge of the industrial zone
2: and it's not until then that I turn around and start driving forward again <laughs>
0: And then you just go, chuck chak, 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 as you just spin it around again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, doing things that a Bronco was never meant to do.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you were meant for much lower speed car chases, baby. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> more like in a chase with Baz. It <laughs> would be more likely.
2: Now let's go pick up Baz, I say to Echo.
0: <laughs> and with that, we go over to Baz, running down the street, headed towards the clinic. Andy Ayaz in his arms. Andy's muttering now, not screaming anymore in the pain, but like clutching his his hands to his chest, just muttering over and over again, saying, I, I knew I shouldn't have come out tonight. I, I knew that's the right choice was, and yet I did the I did it anyway. I just I did. I it's not your it's, it's not your fault. Uh, it's not your it's me. I shouldn't have. I just I knew better. I knew the night was going to go all to hell.
3: A- Andy, I need you to think. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get you to the hospital but I need you what do you need to tell me right now and now I think is the take the risk <laughs> because he's focused on Andy and he's like talking to this person <laughs> while he's running down the middle of the street <laughs> not dodging cars cars must be dodging him <laughs>
0: so what do you want to use for this
3: okay so I want to use protect the vulnerable because obviously, I mean, I'm I'm trying to do that. I want to use there in a flash because he's trying to get somewhere fast. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would be fair to use frightening appearance uh, because this has got to be quite frightening to people driving down the street. Okay, <laughs> but I I must also mark the weakness tunnel vision. I think because that's what he's he's doing. He's he's focused on the mystery and not his safety.
0: That makes uh perfect sense,
3: <laughs> it's a total of eleven.
2: oh, I was so worried. you do it, comma somehow, my favorite so
0: yeah, I guess it's from last session to this one. you guys have uh
3: fast <laughs> <laughs> messed up so bad
0: <laughs> from last time to this time, you have somehow appeased the dice gods. <laughs> cars are like zooming around you, you just push one aside. <laughs> At one point.
3: You're <laughs> sort of dodging up. around
0: them and uh you you see ahead of you the lights of the clinic and you you get
3: Andy in. But you, you asked him what Uh, so I asked him, uh Andy, what do you need to tell me right now?
0: It's all become so clear I I I can see all the choices that should have been made and how they were all made wrong and I don't know. It's starting to fade again, but ah, uh, yeah. It's the key. the The key to everything is raffle.
3: Oh! And he says, "Thanks, Andy," and like <laughs> puts Andy in a wheelchair and wheels Andy into the clinic.
0: So that's what Baz would say. But I'd like pay you good money to have right at that moment said, "Surely not." <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well <laughs> I mean we can back up. <laughs> yeah, but is it what Baz would say? <laughs> it's what Eric would say. I don't oh think it's what God. Baz would <laughs> say.
0: <laughs> and so yeah, you you get him in, you get him into a wheelchair and and wheel him in, and then and then well, cadence and echo. Just arrive.
3: squeal, screeches up in what I imagine is the, you know, ambulance drive-through bay area <laughs> there. Yeah, and uh, um, Baz, Baz would jump in the back, since the passenger seat is occupied, uh, open the door, whisk himself in, and say, Guys, uh, Shirley's the key.
2: Sh- what? Shirley? Shirley's the key. Surely not. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, she is. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I was going to call this episode um, while you were sleeping, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I may end up calling it surely not after. Surely some. not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're we're trying to get that for you, Patrick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, what? Like seriously though. Okay, no, seriously though. We all know her name is not. It's not that funny anymore. What did Annie <sighs> tell you? He said the key. I'll start driving
3: to everything is raffle and that's shirley but
2: oh oh baz um you know when when we ran out of the the tea shop echo we were at a tea shop sorry and uh we were talking to andy he had a lot of weird apocalypse oh my god we got so much to catch you up on um uh, so so andy uh andy uh you know andy the poet guy he uh Ran into us on the sidewalk, and he had a lot of weird apocalyptic stuff to 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 tell us. He recited this weird poem that he didn't remember about uh, about uh, people who knew things trying to seize power, and uh, Judgment Day was literally part of his poem. And then he said he didn't remember it. Well, Baz tried to re uh what was that like bring bring his memory back? Uh, only uh, I tried. A- it didn't work, and he got hurt on accident, but. But he, it, uh, so anyway, he said that, oh, and then, so while we we're at the tea bar which has, which has a, which has like a, like a burlesque show, uh, <laughs> <That> <laughs> sorry, I'm so driving. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this burlesque dancer comes out and her burlesque name was Raffle, but it was Shirley from the metal shop. You know, Shirley, the receptionist.
4: I want to have... An LJ moment so bad right now, (laughs) but I can't. Um, Echo's totally in, uh, lost, just looking back and forth between Baz and Cadence and just says, what the f- are you talking about?
2: I know, I know, I know, I know. But, but, but listen, you guys, Baz, after you ran off to take Andy to the hospital, I- saw her getting into a limo and this like big guy was like holding the door for her like a big like if you drew like a cartoon bodyguard like a big guy in like a fancy suit like a big brute you know uh, uh scarred knuckles all that kind of stuff holding the door for her and you know what the license plate said
3: what what did it say
2: ivy one
3: ivy I, ivy corp like
2: well, just let, the let us i part.
4: and v and one
2: no, 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 Ivy Y, and then the number no, one.
3: It, it meant Ivy Corp.
2: Uh, well, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah.
3: Which way did they go? Can we catch them?
2: Well, I mean, I don't know, because then Echo was getting dog piled by cops. What the hell was going on down there, Echo? And there were, like, two of those zombie guys, and, like, one of them chased us down to the docks, and I made him go into the ocean, and, like, it was um, this crazy...
4: Yeah, yep. Does anybody know
3: Kelly? I guess they do shipments.
2: Kelly the shipment guy?
3: Ke- Kelly O'Brien is
4: the Kelly dead guy. O'Brien,
2: the shipment guy?
3: Yeah.
4: The shipment guy the, who delivered
2: a he, shipment to the metal shop like 2 days ago?
4: Well, he, they he's were the this victim. morning.
2: That was this morning? Oh my god, it feels like 2 days ago.
4: They were the victim and um Kelly's not Kelly anymore.
2: Oh man.
4: Who's Kelly now? If I said red eyes, would you understand?
2: Oh my god. Uh, I I I get it. And I'm so, not
4: talking about stoned I'm talking about those desiccated mofos.
2: Okay, yeah, well, I figured that those desiccated-
4: If anyone (laughs) dies, do they become that?
2: Oh, man, I hope not.
4: We may have to assume that might what be happening.
2: Alright, neither of y'all die. You hear me? Uh, (laughs) I don't want to fight your desiccated corpse, and definitely not your desiccated corpse, Baz. uh, No, but seriously.
3: Where's Andy now? He's in the hospital. They'll take care of him. He said that Raffle is the key, so we've, we've got to find Shirley.
4: I think we should find a way to secure Andy.
2: You want me to drive back to the hospital?
4: I think away from here is a good thing wherever rich direction he, we're
2: going. He, he needs help. And, like, medical help, not, like... I I hurt him. Yeah, yeah, man, it was, that was an accident, yo. Wait,
3: what? Well, he's where he needs to be. He, his hands are broken, he needs help.
2: Yeah, it was part of the, uh... You know, bring it back as uh, memory and stuff. But 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 listen, it sounds like it it, it kind of worked, though.
3: Well, it's not important. He's, he's where he needs to be. He's getting help. We need to find Shirley. Those
0: trails are now cold, though, given what you all did otherwise. So all that you find is really left for you to do at the moment is go back to your homes and go to sleep and try to get some rest. Before you pursue the clues further. And so you do. You go back to your places. What what do your individual apartments, houses, lofts look like again? Remind us. Cadence? What does cadence go home to? Yeah, now your new place that you just moved into not long ago.
2: It is relative it's like walking distance from the metal shop which means that it's probably on the very outskirts of the uh industrial district so what i'm picturing is one of those apartments that was formerly a you know a warehouse or some kind of production building that's been converted into apartments it's got exposed brick walls it's got high ceilings with the exposed uh venting or uh you know hvac stuff up above it's uh its windows are Tall, but in a way that's meant to be utilitarian to let in a lot of light in a you know kind of factory setting. So they're they're tall, but they're not like gorgeous. And um, Cadence doesn't have an awful lot of furniture, but she does have a lot of equipment, and so it's kind of neatly, neatly, <laughs> neatly, uh, you know, stored along the wall. She's got a couple of bookshelves, she's got a music stand, she's got a Actually, I don't think she has a couch, probably. She's definitely got a chair.
4: Um, Echo's place is a little bit further south on the industrial side. Still kind of near the docks, but, like, total borderland-like. Just some ramshackle apartments, something that's been left over for a, a long time now. It's a loft, and Echo has found a way to access, like, unused portions of the apartment complex themselves. But that's where they head back to. There's there's always a place of comfort. Sits back in a comfortable chair, puts the headphones on, and just ruminates about the progressions of the day.
0: Baz, uh, do you even go to your apartment anymore, or go to your enclave?
3: I kind of see Cadence dropping Echo off at their place, and then doubling back. And Baz doesn't want to take Cadence too far out of her way, and he has her has her drop him off at uh, one of the bridges, probably kind of the middle bridge.
0: That's Ivy Corp.
2: Oh, you're having me drop you off right in front of Ivy Corp? My man, I don't think so. I'm going to drive you all the way home. You've done enough running for tonight.
3: Uh, it, it, It's okay, Cadence. Just drop me off at the bridge. It's, it's far enough away. That's not all where right. I'm going. And... He crosses the bridge and when he gets to the other side of the bridge, instead of turning left, as he would usually do because his uh, Garrett apartment is in the meatpacking district, he keeps going north and he walks until he reaches the library kind of uh, around the Arboretum and loops around to the library and, and his feet just take him there. It's almost instinct. And looking at it, he just knows that he doesn't even have to pick the lock anymore. The back door that he usually goes through is open. And He circles around to it, and he opens the door, and instead of rows and rows of books, he sees rows and rows of pews, and at the end of the aisle, this massive stained glass window with a rose in the middle. And you all three go to your rest.
2: But not in a dying way, because we agreed, no dying.
0: (laughs) 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 And our camera fades to black, and... It lingers there for a moment, and then we come back up, and we are outside. Our view is. We're back at the waterfront, not the uh, city docks where Cadence tricked the desiccated one into driving off the, the pier, but rather the boardwalk down by the tourist trap area. Our camera goes along the boardwalk. It's a wide boardwalk lined with food carts that are closed for the night because it is night. The mist has become a light rain, and no one is out here. In some of the shadowed corners, we see deals being done, a figure here, a figure there, doing whatever it is that they are doing in the night. In the dark. But underneath a single flood illuminating a section of the boardwalk, the wooden slats a bit of the white cap water down below, we see three figures. One has an umbrella, and we zoom in on them, and we see that it is Cadence and Baz and Echo. They're having a conversation, but it's not Cadence and Baz and Echo who are having the conversation. It is Dr. Grace, LJ, and, well,
2: Sloshy. Slashy yep. Oh my God, No wonder Cadence hasn't got any sleep in the last two days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you three have managed finally to for a moment while the others are sleep while your hosts are sleeping, to take over the bodies and manage to meet here almost as if you were drawn to one another. You know everything that your hosts know, plus everything that you three know from all of your history in the book worlds and in uh, the contemporary now. Sojourners, for those of you who these words are not making any sense because you just joined us this season, you have a couple of choices. One, go the hell back and listen to the whole show. It's only like 24 episodes per season sheesh get it and it's good or, and it's good and it's good and and it we like to think that it's good <laughs> and the other one is you can just skip this part i guess if you don't care about <laughs> if you're the lame. meta part of the show and <laughs> spoiler warning spoiler warnings uh spoilers are going to come up if you have not listened to the things that happen in what we call the contemporary now and things are going to be spoiled because now you are finally, at long last, after who knows how long, able to have a conversation among the three of you.
4: Okay, so, like, I'm totally confused on the plot of what's going on here.
2: I've taken uh, Echo's shoes off and I'm digging my toes into the sand. Well, clearly this uh, Shirley, if that's her real name, is is truly important now that my question is... Is Shirley the key to just this plot, or is she one of our one of our lost? Have we have we got any?
3: Didn't it feel like there were more presences coming into this world with us?
4: Yeah, uh, we tried to grab as many as we could. Uh, we need all the help we can get. This Lazarus, uh, he yeah man, he's just got to go. And uh, not to downtrod on. Anything that came of Shirley, but what about
2: Andy? If we could, if we could somehow clarify with him how broad his vision reaches, that might be really helpful.
4: I mean, if nothing else, he's got a little bit of the touch, and he's linked in somehow.
3: Now I get the sense that there are many people, there are many ways through this this veil that is uh, that is obscuring our true sight. I think that I think there may be many of the lost here with us, and maybe
2: many of my people. Oh, you think that they could be also captured in the same way? Because we had a we had a rather short list, I believe, towards the end of um, our last sojourn. M-
3: maybe that's wishful thinking.
2: But of course, we did feel more presences, and goodness knows what kane has been getting up to, or his people have been getting up to while we've been away.
4: Well, you have to remember, Gracie, that, you know, Sloshy's people, man, I mean, they're enslaved.
2: Yes.
3: Now, Andy can can perhaps pierce the veil, but this person who can pierce the veil said that she's that the Shirley key is to the everything. Key. I think she must be our goal.
2: Well, I look at, uh, I look at, uh, LJ as Baz, and I'm like, you know who that makes me think of.
1: Oh, damn.
2: We haven't had any we hadn't have any contact from, from Haven, but we know she followed us. Speaking you felt her too, Haven, didn't you? Speaking Haven,
4: man, um, I felt Haven. I'm unclear on who Haven is. Am I unclear? Maybe. Uh, I guess you get to roll after all. Roll
0: <laughs> Investigate a Mystery. Oh, shit.
2: Bone dice are coming Ground out. Dice, bone, Boredice, bone dice, bone dice, bone dice.
0: I will remind you before you roll, Jesse, I will remind you that... Um, just in case you've forgotten, you saw when uh, Lazarus Cain split the that white space <laughs> at the last uh, <clears> mm-hmm. at the last book. Mm-hmm. You saw beyond this city, oh yeah. another reality, a tower. There was the tower, yeah, and because you realized at the time that that was his his bastion, his his Haven? tower
4: of evil. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten that we saw the reality beyond the uh reality.
4: <laughs> Investigating. Uh, nine. That is a hold one. Where did Haven go? So you, LJ, you remember when you pull? You all
0: recognized Haven. You grabbed a hold of Sloshy, not really knowing who Sloshy was, just knowing that it was another soul from your reality being tossed here and dragged, uh, dragged Sloshy along with you. But Haven was a very bright spark. And uh, as you were descending toward the uh, bright lights that you've, you were being drawn to, those souls that were rifts, um, one of those shone brighter than the others. And now that you're able to think about it a bit, now that you're not overwhelmed by the consciousness of Baz, you realize that what you saw as as you plunged down into the bodies that you plunged into was Haven's spark descending into a woman standing on a rooftop mm. in mm. the rain wearing a red cloak. LJ, in thinking about it now, you, you realize that that's what you saw and that now that you have been in these bodies for a while that you can recognize who you saw. And the spark of Haven is in Ariel Farouche.
4: So, like, um, I totally think that we should get back in touch with Ariel um, and gather up the rest of them. I mean, like, we got to grab Andy, we got to grab... Uh, well, Shirley's important no matter what. So we got to grab, like, Andy, we got to grab Shirley, we got to get back to Ariel. I think... I think Ariel has the key to what's really can be found in this story.
2: I um, dig my toes in the sand a little more, and I go, "Do you suppose it's too obvious that Kane is running this enormous evil corporation in this in this fiction?"
4: Dude, if Kane isn't the big baddie of this Ivy Corporation, then I I don't know who is, dude, dude, <laughs> dude. <laughs>
3: Where's my car? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can feel uh, your grip on the these bodies slipping. Any last plots you wish to make before you head back to your respective
4: homes?
2: The next time we see Andy, we have to try really hard to break through. We need to find out how far he can see.
4: I totally agree, man.
2: They're going to want to focus on Shirley. And that's important also, I think. But we should try and nudge them in the direction of Andy as well. If he knows something, that could be helpful. And I think you're right, um LJ, we should reconnect with Ariel.
3: And I think I know how to get through to Andy.
0: And on that mysterious statement, we will find out what happens next time in the City of Mist in the worlds beyond worlds of the Gothic
4: I love it.
2: The Gothic Podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama produced by C. Patrick Nagel and Goblin Brook Manor LLC, starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery La Jesse Baldwin, Eric Halbert and me, Kirsten Valerie. Our logo was designed by Jared George Art, and our theme music as by Zoe Hovland. We stay afloat thanks to you, so if you can, please support us on Patreon, and follow, like, and review us on iTunes and all our social media platforms. Thanks for joining us in the dark, Sojourners.
0: So what do you want to do? Let me say that without my voice cracking. So what do you want to do? So what do you want to do?
1: (laughs) Surely not.